Welcome to the Masters in Motion podcast, where we empower Masters athletes to reach their full potential. Join us as we delve into the world of CrossFit and showcase the strength, resilience, and determination of Masters athletes, because we love this sport. I'm Jason Grubb with Rick Stevenson. We're on episode 20 already, Rick, and uh, we're getting ready to make some predictions about the CrossFit Games today. How was your weekend? Ah, it was excellent. Had a really good weekend. Yep. Training and uh, family stuff and just kind of getting things done. But uh, it was a good weekend. Good weather weekend as well. Uh, And so now the rain and the cold has returned. You'd think it's April here in Cleveland this time at this time of year. This is definitely not mid-June weather. So, Well, I'll tell you what, I'm in Amarillo, Texas this week, and Amarillo at this time of year is supposed to be 100 degrees, incredibly dry, pretty miserable uh, with wind and heat, and uh, they have had tremendous amounts of rain over the past couple of weeks, so much so that there are uh, all kinds of lakes all over town that are not normally here. It's it's a pretty wild place, but uh, the except for last Saturday where I did uh, some lifting and I did Murph last Saturday, actually. Uh, it was very toasty that day. Besides that one single day, the temperatures you have had been pretty moderate. You had to pick that day. Oh, I had to pick <laughs> yeah. that day. Oh. Yeah. And I decided to do it. passage to do Murph it, it, when it's hot. Yeah. It, you, it, and if you wear a vest, you're going to do it shirtless, regardless of if you tear all your skin off. Like, you got to earn it. Um, <laughs> yep. And I did. I earned it. And uh, I didn't die. And actually, you know, for, for, for almost an hour, you know, that workout just tears at your soul. And then mm-hmm. it's done. And you feel so good afterwards. I mean, I was, uh, we did, we did go out to dinner that night and I was hobbling a little bit up and we ate dinner on this good. rooftop. Uh, we, we, we ate dinner up on this rooftop, uh, um, uh, that night and we had to climb a bunch of stairs to get up there. And it was really, really tough, um, to actually make that, that hill climb, that stair climb. But besides that, um, you know, uh, you, you feel good. The next day I felt great. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I have been hobbling a lot, not from Murph, but just from a lot of squatting, various various different types of squatting. And it's not just me, although I'd like to think because I'm older, I'm going to feel it more. But there are a lot of people hobbling around the gym and look just the look in their face like, I've been sore before and this is really close to some of the worst I've felt. I'm like, <laughs> okay, good. I don't feel so bad. So, it I is, mean, getting it, in the car was hard to just yeah, wiggle yeah. yourself in. I'm like, oh my God, that's painful. Right. I have I, love a, it. I, have, I have a car, a, a Tesla that's pretty low to the ground and I have the, the Ford truck that's well above the ground. And uh, after heavy squat days or when my legs are really sore, I prefer stepping down out of the truck as opposed to climbing myself up outside of a seated position in the car. So um, sometimes that will actually determine what car I'm going to take. Do I climb in or out? That's the master's athlete attitude right there. You got to plan ahead on what car you're driving. Yeah. If you're you're a master's athlete and you're listening to this, then you know what we're talking about. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey, I was going to ask you uh, the swim that I saw on your, uh, uh, boy, was it a short or on your story, the thousand meter swim. Was that in Texas there as well? It was. So that, that was that was at uh, Great in Grapevine, which is a little okay. little city in North Texas, and it has this enormous reservoir. And uh, there was this right. I mean, I we could just walk the uh, the kayaks right down to the water. I mean, not even a hundred yards from the RV. Get in the water and you know start my apple watch and get a good swim in so within the first week i had done a 500 meter swim i was like okay that's 500 meters and then the next week i did a thousand meter swim so i knew that i just needed to do that little trek that i did twice and i I did that a few times to get some good open water swimming in um and just because it's there are boats uh, there were never any boats in the water when i was in there it's a no wake zone Mm -hmm. the spot that we were in we're kind of close to the marina but i did have uh kayaks in the water 
uh, with me. My wife, uh, the kids had their own kayak. So they could actually lead me uh, along the path. It was really hard to see these, like, there were buoys out in the water, and I had mapped these buoys to determine, you know, what mm-hmm. 500 meters was. Uh, but when I'm in the water and I'm actually swimming, I can't see the white buoy against the backdrop of the sky or the waters. But so I just followed the kayaks, you know, to a buoy, and then they would just they'd go to the next buoy, and I'd follow the kayaks to that buoy. And there's also that like a little bit of safety that if if worse comes to worse, and you know, I get sure. bit by some giant largemouth bass or um, some wild fish, they got some crazy fish in there. <laughs> I could grab onto a kayak, or I could whistle down a kayak if I needed to. I was gonna say, or just get a leg cramp. <laughs> Might not I know. Have to be, doesn't doesn't have to be Texas uh, Texas fish that come up and get you. I mean, good old fashioned leg cramp can take you out sometimes. I'll tell as you well. what, I I do worry about that. When if I'm in an open water swim and I do swim with a swim buoy and it's just this floatable device uh, attached to my back I and know. that is you I've know got one too i've yep. got one i was gonna say oh thanks to you i'm yeah. surprised that hasn't been a pick of the week for you yet it oh it, i mean but, it should be what? maybe it Hold will on. be just let's fast forward in two weeks nobody <laughs> will remember this just save that for that yeah i think save it's a great it. idea especially it's, for the open open water yeah. Yeah, it makes yeah, you, you have to. makes you very visible so people can see you and it's not yep. intended to be a, a life-saving device but it is it will float if you get in a pinch you can hang on to that mm-hmm. thing and with just very minimal effort you're going to be just fine getting to shore if you had a leg cramp a, something smart it was really terrible or at least long enough to have someone come and help you so i think correct I yeah, we're gonna at the well, games. The lake, we should be wearing the lake those. Will warm up. <laughs> yeah, well, I was gonna say uh, all they have, all they identify you by is uh, colored caps. Yeah, and, uh, I know there are plenty of, uh, uh, I would, I guess, lifeguards type folks yeah. out there on the kayaks watching you. Yeah, uh, the paddle boards watching you. But uh, yeah, and make you make you feel a whole, a whole heck of a lot better. Well, I we'll think. talk about whether we think we'll be swimming after the news. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, right. you told me you had a couple pieces of news uh, that you came up with. What do you got for this week? Right. Well, it doesn't involve uh, us as much, but it's just a, a name in the sport um, that everybody knows. But uh, the news came out, I think, this morning when I saw Morning Chalk Up was uh, Ben Bergeron is uh, stepping back from uh, competitive coaching at Comtrain there. And uh, Cole Sager will be taking over, which I think is an interesting dynamic. Uh, you know, Cole just qualified for his 10th straight game, which is a remarkable, um, remarkable achievement. And just as a, uh, a real testament to his longevity in the sport, uh, but Ben is has been that face, you know, starting from way back in. in oh boy, I think he was out. He might have been coaching his. I don't think she was his wife at the time, but Heather back at the ranch. Uh, way back prior to even Carson. And then, right. you know, the CrossFit New England teams and the affiliate cup champs and, and then the success with uh, his individual athletes, you know, Matt being one year and Catherine a couple of times and um, certainly a giant in the coaching realm. Uh, pretty big news. So I know there's some videos out there and I know he did a pretty in-depth interview himself. I'd like to spend some time watching that. Uh, you know, you can agree or disagree with some of his methodology, but uh, he is a major figure in the sport and uh, yeah. uh, newsworthy enough. Definitely. Have you ever hung out or met uh, Ben in person? I, I've, I've met him. That's yeah. it. No, just a quick hello. Uh, we were talking to some people down in Wadapalooza. Uh, he was there, uh, but n- never spent any time or anything like that with him. He was, uh, when I owned my CrossFit gym, uh, I think it was about 2017, he had this uh, seminar. You could you could uh, spend a certain amount of money and come out and actually shadow him and his gym manager at the time for two days, two or three days. Um hmm. And uh, I took, uh, I, I flew myself and my uh, general manager for my gym out there to essentially be mentored by Ben 
out at CrossFit New England for a couple of days. We got to work out uh, for two days there. Uh, he coached uh, one of the classes, which was just really fun. Um, he is a he can he can coach a large class better than anyone I could imagine coaching a class of thirty five people. I mean, it was offensive really? how large that class was, but he was he was all over that space coaching everyone as individually as he could. It was he was actually it was really remarkable. I don't recommend anyone coach a class of thirty five people, but he was a mm-hmm. master at that. Um, you know, and he was just super nice, very kind. Um, I actually wasn't sure if he would remember me because, you know, I, I did that. Maybe that was 2016. And in 2017, uh, I went to watch the games and it was during the run, swim, run event. Um, he passed me and he was clearly working. I mean, he he had Katrin uh, at the time. I, I Maybe he had other athletes, but he was really focused on what was going on with her mm-hmm. at the time. We passed each other and... He was like, hey, Jason, good to see you. Hey, I got to run, but really great to see you. I was like, he remembered me, you know, at the, at the time. Wow. Was yeah. Special yeah. That he was, he was, he was working, uh, but he did stop to say hello. And I, he was a really nice guy. I think, you know, there's been some controversies around him and, um, you know, people have, have, have come and gone from his training program, but as a human being. Correct. I, yeah. I've had a great experience with him in, in any, all my one-on-one interaction. Really nice guy. And uh, That's that is big news. Really I good think to hear. Cole yeah. Sager, uh, he is stuck with them forever. So I think the best guy for that job would be Cole to step into. I mean, it feels like a natural right. evolution, right? And, and I know there are, there's, an, there's a good number of other coaches that work uh, with him for him, but for, that, that I don't personally know of. However, the name, uh, because Cole is such a well-known name in our sport, the fact that uh, Ben must see enough in his ability uh, as a competitive, or to be a competitive coach and to not uh, you know, pull up somebody that he has been grooming internally that, you know, the public doesn't know. It has to say also something about Cole's uh, ability to, uh, uh, you know, to look at uh, coaching from that perspective and that uh, not just leading a group class, but, you know, higher level athletes that will still be following the comp training program yeah. uh, on the competitive side. Yeah. So good for, good for both of them. Yeah. He, it, you know, uh, Ben does have that, that podcast. It's been going forever. Um, there are longer episodes. I, I honestly, I have to be in the mood sometimes and they'll <laughs> catch a topic that really interests me and then yeah. I'm all in. Um, yeah. so, uh, chasing excellence. I That's think. it. That's it. Chasing excellence. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So good for them. That was, that was just breaking today. More information out there. Uh, certainly I think you can find a couple interviews by him. Uh, but the other news, this involves masters. Uh, this is exciting. Um, perhaps maybe not for you if you're looking to defend again, your title down in Miami, but Wadapalooza did announce that they would be having masters teams this week, both RX and open minimum age being 35 and a minimum sum of the ages being 125 years. So start to do the math and play with that. In other words, you can't have three 35 years, you know, three pipe hitters uh, that turn 35 and turn around and crush the competition. So you do need a couple of gray beards uh, or gray hairs in the, in the mix uh, to get up to 125 years. But I think that's outstanding. Uh, I think masters have been vocal about asking for higher level team competitions. We're starting to see that I'm signed up and ready to roll for masters fitness collective. And uh, there's the opportunity for legends um, team. You have to qualify for that. And now here's an opportunity for, Wadapalooza, which a lot of people like to go to. And, you know, they only take a small master's field. So here's another way for more folks to get involved. I agree. I think it's great. Um, I absolutely love it. I love that Legends has teams as well. It has me thinking about the the fun of the sport uh, and the competitive side of the individual uh, 
component and it has me mm-hmm. absolutely torn uh i've had a lot of inbound requests of just random people like hey you don't know me but we're looking i'm looking for another guy you know if you'd be interested um i mean it's really really fun and my only answer to to all of them is gosh i i just haven't decided what i want to do and uh, that'll be an incredibly hard decision for me but regardless i'll be at wadapalooza and i'll be at legends Mm-hmm. Uh, those are guaranteed. Um, I, I I don't think I'm planning on being at Masters Fitness Collective just because of its timing with the games, but I love right. all competition, and I really think that team competition would be so much fun. I know you have some experience with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Love I, it. Yeah, right? I mean, that's... Ugh. So I'm torn. Well, here, I love it. I'm glad well, it's there. For the, for your for friends of yours that have reached out, and uh, I'll throw my hat in there too, why don't you wait till you're at the end of the age group year or two? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then maybe consider something like that. You never know. I think that's a good that idea. Yeah, but, that's yeah. true. When I when I feel like it's it's time to have that year where I give my body a bit of recovery, but I still want to go out there and throw down and sell it. Um, mm-hmm. That's a good mm-hmm. idea. Um, anything else on those teams besides just the excitement of that? I have one more that's, piece of news. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's them. that's all that they released. But I, I like the way uh, Wadapalooza has. I know there was a large um, questionnaire that went out. Uh, and you know, probably enough comments came back that they're starting to try to figure out how, how it all fits together because Lord knows there's enough moving parts down there at Bayfront Park, how they, how they, uh, the logistics behind getting everything to run smoothly, uh, is, is something else. So if you're going to add a couple more divisions in good luck, God bless you. So that's <laughs> it it. Amazing. this week, the master's fitness collective workouts were released or within the last week. Uh, so if, if you are, uh, someone who is looking to qualify for the master's fitness collective, those qualifier workouts are out. Uh, I have looked at all four of those qualifiers and love, I love every one of them. Um, they're all really fun tests. Uh, and I think for, for those that want to be competitive masters athletes, uh, you know, you've got to, you really have to put in the reps, uh, and do as many qualifiers as you can do as many competitions as you can. Um, every qualifier that you have to do a video of is just gaining experience for every other qualifier, you know, and masters mm-hmm. of collective right. legends, Wadapalooza, the games, these all require filmed qualifiers. And, uh, I know that one of my clients, uh, texted me today and he, he said uh he did event two for the master's fitness collective i think he did it yesterday and felt pretty good about it and he looked and it, he uh something happened on his phone he didn't use my oh. patented double camera system which, oh, is, no. which is fair uh so that has <laughs> with my pick of the week but he did retest today with two additional reps that he didn't expect um so good for him you know good on you robert for just eking it out again um and actually improving on the second time through but man qualifiers are fun uh i may even give these qualifiers a go just because I love seeing I, I love when there's a qualify when there's a standardized test out there I love giving it a shot and kind of seeing where I land so I may may dabble with a couple of these this week we'll see um have Excellent. you taken a look uh I have yes we have uh, a lady in our gym that is uh working on them so um you know when they really were released we we've had some uh brief conversations she had she did knock the two first two out already I think they're due tomorrow Oh wow! The first two might be due tomorrow. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's a it's a pretty quick turnaround, and then I'll I'll get I'll take her temperature on when she's going to do the next two uh, uh, to get done there. But yeah, she's excited. Uh, she is a baby master, so mm-hmm. uh, she's a hell of an athlete. But just turning thirty into the aging into that category uh, again, it's worth throwing your hat in the ring yeah, and seeing where you stack up uh, and 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 try your hand on it. It's it's a for us located here. It's a very easy comp to get to. 
Yeah. And uh, it's well run. So uh, we're looking forward to that. And I mean, last year they had a live feed that wasn't as fancy as some of the other live feeds, but it was a consistent live feed. I, I watched you compete. I watched my age group compete because mm-hmm. I always kind of want to know what's going on, try to keep a pulse on oh, yes. what's going on. So oh, yeah. um, ah, it was, it was, it's really great. They do a great job out there. So um, good for you guys, Masters Fitness we'll, Collective. We'll have uh, we'll have we'll have some updates maybe oh, next week uh, or the following week when we get some uh, results out. And, definitely, and back we'll be definitely. able to talk more about that. All right. Well, we're going to jump into uh, the meat and potatoes of today's podcast, where we are uh, seven weeks or so uh, from the CrossFit Games. Uh, we start competing August first, and that is a Tuesday. We'll compete Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We will finish that up uh, Tuesday, that Wednesday. Thursday, and uh, that's Thursday, August third. Uh, that night, there will be. A, uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, a quick plug for the unofficial Masters Athlete After Party, which uh, I will have lots of details <laughs> on. Uh, hashtag In Bed by Ten for that after party. It's going to be a real hoot. It's going to be a lot of fun, actually. So uh, we'll talk more <laughs> about that as we get closer. But everyone's invited. All Masters athletes of course and uh and all masters fans are invited details to come for the unofficial 2023 crossfit games masters after party thursday august 3rd but we're going to speculate now what we think we might see uh thrown out there for masters athletes to conquer at this year's crossfit games and all of this is pure speculation there is correct there is there's never really any hard and fast clues there hasn't been patterns in the past where we could really just predict something in a consistent way like that you know the open then quarterfinals semifinals we could predict the games would have something i mean mm-hmm. maybe Maybe shuttle runs, but I will literally find Adrian Bosman and, and hunt him down if we do shuttle runs at the games. But <laughs> exactly. You just see when, the... when he has all that space, <laughs> you don't need to do shuttle runs. Come on, yeah, man. That's, that's... Um, but yeah, so uh, let's ju- let's jump into this with um, sure. You know, what do you th- what what are some of the movements, Rick, that you think? And I have some ideas, of, of course, as well. Yeah, are guaranteed. What's a guarantee? Okay. based on what we've seen. Well, again, as we as we sit here in mid June, um, knowing not knowing anything about this year's, but as you said, we have some history, we have some data um, to look at, and while patterns don't repeat, uh, it, it's it's plainly obvious that certain movements are touched um, basically every year. Okay, you know there, you know you will jump rope or you will uh you you will snatch you know that there's just it doesn't mean that a one rep max snatch but you will have barbells in your hand for for that type of uh those movements but um i think that i might as well just start off the biggest thing that i'm going to predict because you're tuesday wednesday thursday this year you're off cycle from uh certainly the overlap last year um and i think there was enough pushback on the cleanliness of the lake a couple of years ago. I, I understand some people got sick and things like that. Um, Adrian's uh, largest uh, or big, one of his big accomplishments last year was making sure that everybody did the same workout. And that was the uh, swim and ski workout. And they were able to do that because they were, I think what uh, they closed the pool down uh, late Friday, um, had it all day Saturday, and then it was back open to um to the students and to the public on Sunday. Here, because you're off cycle, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and individual athletes, well, they start Thursday, 
we think they start Thursday. I'm going to predict that there'll be no swimming this year for age groups. Wow. I I just, yeah, I remember you've had that and your, your, your experience of that was 2019. There just wasn't any swimming for age groups. Um, I'm not going to say that for the elites, but I just get, I just, I'll go throw something out. We'll see. Again, this is all prediction, but you will be running. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll say that. Interesting. The, Uh, I, I agree on the run. I will say on the swim, um, just to pause there and try to think, I was thinking, so in 20, I'm trying to think of the years where we went at the same time as the individuals and the years where we were staggered, uh, meaning we went Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And, Mm um, man, I, I, I do think that we were Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in 2021 um, a bit, and we did have an overlapping swim that day. So what we did, they had a swim. We th- I think I thought the same thing that year with the stagger. We're not overlapped. This is 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we right. we're not overlapped, so we're not going to be in the lake because that's just too hard logistically to have us do a swim in the lake and then have the individuals do a swim in a separate part of the mm-hmm. lake. And that was the year that they did the long swim with fins and the kayak, and we did right. a 500 meter swim. So there is an opportunity for them. And you're right; if we're not in the lake again, then you may have something there. Um, I think that I think they may sneak in a run swim run, and the time they could do that, they could do that. Thursday morning, uh, because we could potentially overlap at that time, and they could have everyone do a run, swim, run. It would be maybe the first on the day of Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be one of yeah. the you know second or third to last event for us. It could be that, but uh, as far as running goes, because you shifted to running, I agree. We will run. We will run in some form or fashion uh, a distance that's slightly uncomfortable. I just think back to mm-hmm. twenty um, twenty eighteen. Uh, there was a run into the obstacle course. Not a ton of running. Twenty nineteen, we had uh, the ruck uh, sack, the ruck run where we had the increasing run, weight. Right. It was a long run. Twenty twenty one, we opened up with a four and a half mile sprint. Twenty twenty two, we had long runs combined with rope climb and uh, dumbbell, uh, dumbbell shoulder overhead. Yep, dumbbell shoulder overhead. Really challenging events. Um, so the CrossFit Games generally likes to mix in you know longer distance monostructural runs. Um, I think that. It'd be really fun if they had bikes for us, if we were to do something on mountain bikes. But logistically, there's 140 masters athletes, not including teenagers, obviously. It's just too many, mm-hmm. too many fittings too and logistics. Many, yeah. But Correct. they could get us running. And I think they found some really nice areas around there. I mean, I've run on three or four different loops. So they, they can make that happen. So I, I'm going to – I'd put all my money on some sort of gut-wrenching run, either on its own or combined with something that um, where the run creates unfavorable Correct. circumstances for the next movement. I would like to see a run be part of perhaps – you know, a triplet, uh, again, pull, you run out of the stadium and then you, uh, out of North park and then you're back into North park to do something, you know, around the rig or with the field could be, uh, again, you know, pull, uh, toying or playing with the, the semifinal themes, you know, his, uh, his sled pull, mm. um, we all pushed last year. Maybe you have uh, a pull this year with a heavier sled or something like that, you know, um, uh, but, but yeah, there, there'll be, what I don't think you'll see is any running in the Coliseum. Agreed. I don't think they'll do, um, uh, shuttle runs in that capacity just because there's so many other things that they could do in the Coliseum and we'll get to that. Yeah. And they, 
they have used the Coliseum for events where athletes ran out of the Coliseum back into the Coliseum Correct. to do heavy yeah. cleans. But that was a very unique, it was a really uh, spotlight event for the individuals. For Masters, there's just too many of us to get through that. So I, I agree with you. They'll save the Coliseum for more Coliseum events and they'll save North Park for getting us all spread out. Yeah, get out there and larger. stretch out. Yeah, yeah stretch it out. You got it. Okay. Uh, I, I think it'll be very, very safe to say there'll be uh, a decent amount of bar work. Mm. Uh, toast a bar, uh, muscle, ring, I mean, uh, bar muscle ups or pull ups. Um, you've seen bar muscle ups in the past. We didn't see them last year. Um, actually, we didn't see pull ups last year either, uh, nor toast a bar. Right? Correct. Correct. Yeah, there were no toes. So to introduce some type of bar work, um, you've got the big rig outside. I'm assuming that they'll have Zeus outside again and not not hard to imagine um, some type of a rig uh, in the Coliseum. Uh, so, you know, that uh, along with I think every year in recent years and we'll say go back six or seven years, almost all the machines are used. The mm-hmm. C2 bike, the rower, the ski, and now the echo bike. Yes. Um, in some form or fashion, I think they always want to get you to touch uh, touch the various machines. Uh, doesn't have to be, uh, you know, a 5K row as a, I mean, uh, you know, 5K row as a single test, single modality test. But uh, there's a good good chance that you'll be on all four again this year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I was just, I actually forgot that we were on the rower last year. We did in last year. We touched mm-hmm. the echo. We touched the C2. All four. Uh, did we have the ski erg? Ah, oh, yeah, we did at the pool. With we the did swim. all four. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, we did all yeah, four. Yeah, all four touched all four. Um, you know, uh, two years ago, we had bar muscle ups. We had bar muscle ups in 2019. Uh, we had bar muscle ups and ring muscle ups in 2018. Uh, I would say that uh, it, it seems like we don't see ring muscle ups in the games quite as often, uh, you know, almost a TikTok, uh, right. you know, off years, we don't see ring muscle ups. But the fact that you're, you're right in the sense that we did not have uh, toes to bar, chest to bar, pull-ups, bar muscle-ups last year. And they can really do a lot on that outside Zeus rig. They can run really mm-hmm. large amounts of people through that rig when we're doing uh, work on the bar. Uh, so I think I think we could see that. I uh, Gosh, if, if they were to take an event like, you know, the individuals last year, they did the bike and then the toes to bar. Uh, and the bike and the chest bar is that what the second component was? Um, it was there. Yeah, it you know, was uh, toast bar, chest bar. Yeah, Correct. yes, that yeah. bike to work. If, if bike yeah. to work, it, I mean, I don't want to. They're not going to have a spike, but if they did a variant of that that had us running, run and to then work, do the yeah, gosh, and the big sets of toes to bar. I mean, that's that's a very games style workout. Uh, when you think about mm-hmm. it, it's a significant volume unpartitioned. And that's the kind of stuff that really creates big separation. You know, how you got to create all in your mind, all kinds of strategy. How am I going to break up these toes to bar? What's the fastest way to get through that 75? Because I'm not going unbroken. I mean, that's just not mm-hmm. happening. Correct. Same with chest to yep. bar. Um, there's so much different variants of fatigue. So that would be, those would be really fun uh, variants of what we've seen in the past. Although, you know, I, I do like the idea of a complex, like on the rings that we saw at semifinals for the individual athletes. You know, if we were to do that, they would, I doubt they'd put us in a ruck because of the compromised position on the ring muscle up. But if we saw something like, uh, uh, yeah, bar, I don't think so. Yeah. We saw a toes to yep. bar ring muscle up dip, some sort of uh, complex, those those could create some really interesting mm-hmm. um, visuals <laughs> out there for us right. masters athletes. Uh, I think I love, yeah, I love a barbell complex, but I really, really also love when Adrian comes up with some sort of a gymnastics complex that that really tests some things. Um, speaking of, now I'll throw this out there. I'm going to throw out another potential, sure. couple potential variants for us, only because we've seen these in 
quarterfinals and semifinals for individual athletes, like they, they're released in the wild. And if we see these things released in the wild, like we saw wall walks a couple of years ago, okay, no, that was, now those are out there. We can expect right. to see stuff like that. Maybe we'll see crossovers. I doubt Masters will see double crossovers. Correct. But I think we'll see right. crossovers. Just single crossovers. Sure. And maybe even I've seen you on Instagram working on pirouettes because that's something I think we might see. Uh, it's a, it's an interesting variant to an obstacle because we've seen obstacle over and over and over again. And maybe even they combine an obstacle. We did an obstacle last year. Uh, you and I did. So maybe they well, switched. I didn't. Oh, that was, the thing. That so was maybe, your age group. Maybe they, maybe they take the obstacle and get and then sneak it into the older age groups too. Right. I, or, you know, all everybody does a pirouette, turns around or multiple yeah. times. I'm not sure. But I, I think for the younger masters, younger age groups, yeah, that's not asking much at all no and it's it creates this uh, they always throw out a little bit higher skill work at at the games mm -hmm. and those are interesting just um you know upgrades to uh, some of the more standard high skill i mean handstand walking is a high skill movement and a few years ago that was incredibly high skill to see at the games now now we need to see obstacles or pirouettes or uh parallettes i mean even i I'd right. just be amazed if we were to walk across parallettes as, as masters. There's a danger factor there, but also a lot of fun. Very interesting process. I don't mm -hmm. think we'll see parallettes, but um, that's not to say I wouldn't want to see them. Uh, but I think Adrian has some, some fun ideas there. What else? Well, speaking of, of crossovers, um, wall-facing handstand push-ups. Um, mm. You know, the individuals just saw those in semifinals. Um, we saw them uh, earlier on as well. You know, there's a potential for for that. Um, you know, we did all age groups did traditional uh, traditional. I'll call them traditional handstand pushups. I believe we could kip, and you yours were strict last, last year. year. Is that yes, right? Correct. Yeah, strict. Okay, so maybe he turns everybody around. Uh, maybe the volume isn't as high as uh, what the uh, individuals just had. I think they had a set of twenty. Yep. So, you know, maybe 10 or something like that. But you never know. Um, and, you know, Cap Nobius here, uh, there will be barbells, but <laughs> just what? You know, yeah. will you deadlift? Will you mm. have a heavy snatch? You know, as you pointed out, we just did the heavy clean in quarterfinals. Mm -hmm. um, how about overhead squatting? Uh, I know it's out there in the universe that overhead squatting for masters is a great lift uh, because it really, uh, you know, coordination and balance and, and mobility. I mean, just everything needs to be dialed in to have a successful, you know, heavier overhead overhead squat yeah. or, or maybe a 95 you're doing you know nancy or something like that uh, right and it think about um you know in in our sim in our semifinals and the individual semifinals before they did heavy lifting they had to earn their way to heavy lifting um you know it, in right they had to run we ran and then did snatches they ran and did snatches and then they started with snatches and finished with running mm -hmm. for some of their heavier stuff there that was interesting and i i really like when they combine you know some sort of buy-in before you have to lift heavy i mean i hate it but i love I it i do too i uh, love yeah no i think it's a great way it's a great test of your strength yes and it's just it's worked well for me in the past that's probably why you and i both say we like yeah. it yeah yeah you're thoroughly warmed up you're thoroughly warmed up and and everybody is is facing a stimulus slightly outside of their comfort zone i think about a snatch ladder that we did in 2018 that had double unders and snatch with increasing weights uh, that was very interesting it also made it 
really interesting uh, for you to decide what shoes you were going to wear for something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the same thing. We had to make s- some shoe decisions for our semifinal workout uh, with that included shuttle runs and snatching and all of that. Um, but yeah, in 2020, 2018, we had the snatch ladder with Dubliners. 2021, we had a heavy jerk. I'm sorry, 2019, we had a heavy jerk. Um, actually, that was 2018 as well. Actually, those were two. That was 2018, yeah, yeah was 2018. right before your uh, PS. I, yeah, I want to say that... Uh, I would say in 2019, we didn't lift a heavy, heavy barbell. We did do in 2018. We had 30 power cleans at 185 oh, you, pounds. That was that was hard, you know. Well, you had the two rep max overhead squat. Oh, yeah, that was heavy. Think, right? It's so funny. I forget yeah. all. You, yeah. I was there. That was yeah. the overhead squat. I, I wasn't even there. <laughs> and that, uh, it's called. The tricky part about that overhead well, when squat. You're, when you're winning, yeah. when you're winning, you might forget a couple things. I was, I was not winning Trust at me. that point. I'd rather I, be in, <laughs> I'd rather be in your position. Uh, but that was overhead squats on the turf. It was sort of like, will, it, will we oh. be standing on wood? Will we be standing on something hard, hard surface? No. You And can we re-rack it on our back? No. So you, you could, it was, we were practicing in the warm-up area, overhead squats on the wrestling mats to get a feel for an unstable ground. It was, it was something. Um, so I hit 275 pounds for two, and that was big for me. It wasn't the winning um, score. In fact, David Levy that year, I think he was over 300 pounds mm-hmm. on that overhead squat and he is back this year as a qualifier for the games in my division so um yeah well if, if there's some, something heavy that guy is can move the weight um yeah and then 2021 we had a we had a one rep max snatch 2022 uh rick what did we do that was heavy last year uh front squat oh uh, that's right we had the heavy we had, we had the heavy front squat so the rest of the barbell was rather light yeah. and again that's what tended to work in my favor but yeah. um you know we had a heavy front squat but it was combined with the C2 bike and the weighted pull-ups. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it wasn't an isolated, you know, that's the way he chose to test some strength there. And I know in 2018, you had the shouldered overhead right into the um, row ski front squat right. uh, workout. So both of them were not tested in isolation, but I think they were separate. 2018 was a separate score for you. Correct. Whereas this was all one score yeah, last year. Last right. year was really interesting because you had five minutes on the C2 bike, uh, for max calories and then you had three minutes on the uh weighted pull-up for max load and then i think three minutes on the front squat for max load and i I mean the numbers just got astronomical when you count all of those numbers together and i think i took Mm -hmm. third place by maybe two pounds slash calories slash reps i mean that the margin was so thin yeah um two pounds but you didn't you didn't know where anybody else was at the moment that's what was the killer all I was and, thinking uh, when I look back, I kick myself. I know. Yeah. You, you kick yourself. It, it, yeah. There's also, there was a lot of strategy because there was no time to, to, to really get, you know, to load the bar for the front squats. You had to have a very clear plan for three, maybe four mm-hmm. lifts. And that's right. That's just not much time. I loaded the bar and I got to a certain weight and I lifted it with ease and I didn't have enough time because I would have had to peel weight off the bar to load on, uh, you know, a set of blues and then more weight. So I, I mismanaged my strategy there, which was a bummer. But uh, all in all, that is fun because it was a it was it was a multi. I mean, you had monostructural, then you had pulling, then you had pushing. Like how classic CrossFit is that? Uh, do you think? Do you think we could see? Uh, you know, uh, either a hero workout or a named workout at the games. Maybe Diane or Fran or Kate. We, have I, we seen anything like I, that? I think, well, remember they did last year, uh, and, and we did in a way, remember, uh, uh, Parallel Elizabeth. That's right. 
um, you know, it was a twist on Elizabeth. And certainly the uh, the elites did it with the uh, dips at the end of the traverses across the parallel uh, bars. But the, the the elites also finished with Jackie Pro. Right. So it was a little twist off of Jackie where he forced, he pushed the pace on the row and said you had to get off, I think it was 315 for men and 340 for women for the 1K row. Um, you know, very uncomfortable. And that dictated the, the rest of the workout. So again, he has shown that he doesn't mind pulling out a, a girl workout, but with a, you know, a games level uh, wicked twist to it. So could something like that go again for age groups? Absolutely. I would, I would just have no idea what it would be right now. I but, know it's the, um, the, 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 absolutely. It's such the whiteboard is so blank when it comes to what would he piece together. Now, historically, um, you may know this better than I do, even though I was at the games for the past four years. Um, I'm trying to think about how many of how many events we had each. Uh, you know, I, I, in 2018, uh, I want to say we had you're like in, nine. You're in that. I was going to say you're in that seven to nine range. Yeah. And um, eight. We had eight last year. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're. You know, it's probably about half. Uh, given the elites and the volume, they're anywhere in that uh, 13 to 15 range, and they have a full four days. And we know their days are a little bit heavier, uh, volume wise than than the age groups. So it's generally been about half of the work, uh, you know, given, given a full three days of work. I know in 2017, 2018, there were, they played around with days off for different age groups and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, but you're going straight three, three days this week or this year. And, uh, you know, so again, that's where I think it's it, it, to get creative to put a max lift in with something else. Um, then it only counts as one event, and he, he has you know another event of which to work with to you know test whatever else that he's he's looking to do, rather than just saying okay, roll out there. There's your one rep max clean and jerk, right. or your you know your three rep deadlift. Right, have at it. Yeah, they can be really efficient when they combine those things, either in. Mm -hmm. in one event with yep. multiple things or, or, um, you know, a couple of scores in one event. Um, it'd be really, you know, the more scores, the better generally, uh, for competition it just makes it Absolutely. more interesting. Um, more fun. You yep. know, we, we had in our semifinals, at least for masters athletes, they introduced us to those 50, uh, point tests. So we could, Maybe we could see something like that where we're out on the field and there's a sprint and mm -hmm. then something right. else that's that's 50 points. Uh, you know, a few 50 point events can be done back to back to back that are very quick, uh, quick resets and um, really, really yeah. make for some get some heats points. run through. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's another point I want to make. Uh, for some of the objects, uh, you know, I did mention the sled pull earlier or sled push. Um, there's generally sandbags mm -hmm. uh, in some way, shape or form. Not saying it has to be every year. A GHD, popular implement, you know he'll have elites, I'm sure, on it. Uh, wouldn't be shocked if it, if you know, most years, I think, or, or some years it shows up for age groups. Yes. Um, the yoke hasn't been used by age groups since you used it in 2018, Correct. I think. Correct, yep. And that, yeah. So, I mean, it depends on what he's trying to do. And, yeah. and obviously the most, he used the yoke inside for back nine last year. Mm -hmm. And Castro used the yoke outside for you guys at North Park in 2018. So it could be used in various, various places. It can. And it, 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 I got to tell you, that was the heaviest thing I've ever carried ever in my life. It was one of those where mm. you walk the first oh. five feet. You're like, oh my God, this is, this is insane. I'm um, going to snap. 
I'm going to snap, snap it down. And the funny thing that I don't know if uh, many many people know is that when they have an, an implement like a yoke or a pegboard or parallettes, um, sometimes sandbags, um, they don't have all of those things in the warm-up area. So, you, you know, they, they did have a yoke in the warm-up area in 2018, but they didn't tell us how much the yoke weighed. Uh, and we, it was very oh, unclear wow. how, you know, what the weight was going to be out on the field. We did get measured for the yoke mm-hmm. so that we knew, you know, uh, we had the right height yoke because, uh, you know, me and someone who's six foot one will have very different yoke heights. Um, but so when we're in the warm-up area, we're carrying a yoke. Like, well, that feels pretty heavy. Maybe it'll be that heavy. And you get out on the field and it's just, twice as heavy i mean it's absolutely awful but um, i'll have to go back and take a look at what that weight was i yeah. mean i it was at least 900 pounds maybe maybe 1300 no you while you're looking at that yeah. i'll say that you know last year with the parallettes uh they introduced the implement to us uh and there's mm-hmm. 140 masters athletes in the bleachers plus teenagers um so i say age group athletes over 140 altogether and we got to traverse the parallettes precisely one time uh that was what you got access right. to there yeah and yeah they also you know they let us out um the day before our main competition this last year oh yes okay they took us on yeah. a tour we got to go kind of out onto north park and there was the log that we would inevitably have to jump over during one of our events we had mm-hmm. to jump over three or four or twice per round three rounds of this event so we were all practicing mm-hmm. how you jump over this leap over this log but there were also in the warm-up area they're like all right guys here's here's a wedge for handstand walking an obstacle here is a, a Husafel bag here is a mm-hmm. um j- here's the jerry bag jerry cans and they didn't tell us yep. anything they just said here's some stuff there they are <laughs> yeah go practice exactly. and we're just looking at it like See. well i guess i'll i guess you carry these like this i guess you put this up like that yeah. all of us were just sort of like chickens with our head cut we didn't know what to do but we're just practicing frantically with no warm-up just going for it i i i don't have any other re- you know experience to reflect upon but there was it was you combine um a lot of nervous energy <laughs> with a lot of uncertainty and it looked it must have just looked hilarious because again yeah we were all just all right your turn i don't know what i'm doing here just pick this up totally. okay well let's go try that too you should yeah take okay. these well, and look at what he's doing what's don't she up to? I don't know. do you think we're gonna have to do that i guess i'll try that i don't know what are they doing with dumbbells yeah, over I'm there like, I, I guess we'll play with the dumbbells too i i saw the uh headstand ramp and had a small heart attack i was like <laughs> oh boy here we go um but that that's a great segue into um there's always something different there's always something new and uh even for the age groups um again leading going way back to you know 2018 or actually 2016 there was the um the axle bar for cleans right. i'm sure a lot of people didn't anticipate that um you had the yoke in 18 you had um uh you know we had all those different in- implements or yeah in- implements to carry last year yep. plus the log which he incorporated into both. Yep. So I have, my mind doesn't work like that. I have no idea what they're cooking up, but there'll be something different that it would be beautiful to see both, you know, elites and teams in some way, shape or form. And then age groups all have something um, that is new, that is made for the games that those of us on the outside looking in are like, whoa, wow, that's a, that's something that's something interesting. Hey, Jason, what was that like? Yeah, I love it. Under the pressure, under the lights. Yep. So I don't know, but I'm sure you'll see something like that. So that'll be the last thing that I'll touch on is yep. you'll get something universal and odd. Yeah. And we just don't know that, what it'll be. That I'll agree with. And I'll agree that I think Adrian, I think he really liked 
pulling off an event where every athlete got to do that event. And so I, I really hope that he is able to, to pull off some version of something mm-hmm. that everyone gets to do. We can see where Roman Krennikov, what, how many calories he got on that workout versus Rick Stevenson versus me versus the adaptive athletes to teenagers. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's so much fun where there's something that's yep. just so universal. And that's it's a really big ask to do, but uh, I think he enjoyed that. Uh, at least behind the scenes, he was really he seemed really happy that he was able to pull that off. If he could do that again, that would be really fun. Uh, but that's that's what we've got for predictions. I think that yep. it will be uh, just as fun, of course, after the fact. Uh, you know, on August, I don't know, whatever seventh or eighth will be our will be our uh, our yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, it will have uh, so much fun, so much to talk about that following week after the game. So much to recap. That we'll, Absolutely, we'll probably have to just choose how we break all that up over you know four or five episodes of just you know co- just uh, I don't know just on on uh, on fumes from the good times that that the games provide so all that momentum right well rick right. it's time for your pick of the week or tip of the week uh do you have one i'll let you lead this one off this week what you got sure okay uh yeah and it's not an object it is a uh, mindset again i think we kind of go back and forth between the two uh, i you know a lot of training in the last few weeks um, I have a, a wonderful crew that I'm part of from a, a competitive uh, track here at our gym at Black Flag Athletics, but it doesn't mean our schedules always align. So we're all doing the same thing, but we just do it at different times. And so more often than not, I might find myself solo, you know, starting 20 minutes behind somebody or I'm ready to go and they're not, they haven't even warmed up yet. So what I've been doing a lot more thinking critically of during is, you know, when I'm presented with work in front of me, um, instead of just blindly training through it, like I have been guilty of at times, uh, it's a little bit more strategy that's involved. It's, uh, you know, this is a training piece. It is to be treated as such, but it doesn't mean I can't strategically think, where do I want to break? How long will it take me to do this? How do I want to feel when I get to the barbell? Um, You know, okay, coach has put a cap on it. That gives you one sense of it. And if you're doing it in the morning, there haven't been that many people that have done it yet. So like, okay, I'm the guinea pig and uh, 15 minutes and the goal is 12. That should uh, give me an idea how long everything should take, um, you know, when when you're doing something like that. So I've been trying to be a lot more diligent in, you know, strategizing through my training sessions. And I think we'll see if it helps in the future, uh, but it gives me something more uh, to think about and more tools in the uh, in the toolbox. Well, I, I love that. I how about you? I'm a big uh, fan of of calling your shot of of being strategic even in training. Um, for me, my pick of the week is I, you know what I'm just going to go with the swim buoy since we talked about it earlier. Uh, I'll mm, share with you. Excellent. It is a um, so it's a it's a uh, it's a it's a device really a, an inflatable you know, device. It's got a bright color, pink or orange, uh, and you strap it. It's got a little strap. You strap it to your waist and it floats behind you when you're swimming in open water. And the first time I saw this, actually, I was in Madison uh, after the games a few years ago, and I saw someone just go into Lake Monona, just off of this boat ramp, not just, just a random swimmer, just right into this lake and just swim. It seemed like she was heading out on a few miles of a swim, but uh, she was out there and she had this this float behind her. And I was like, well, that's really curious. I wonder what that is. Well, it's 
It's a swim buoy, and it, it has two purposes. The primary purpose is to uh, make you extremely visible in the water so that if there's any craft out there, a sailboat, someone on a paddleboard or a kayak or any anyone out there can see you much more clearly than uh, – I mean, they should be able to see me because I'm splashing around when I swim. Like, how do you miss me? I'm, a, yeah. I'm, I'm just yeah. – I'm flailing. But – Besides that, if I've got a really smooth stroke, they're going to just see this, this floaty device moving. So it's, it's kind of a warning, a heads up, a safety device on that sense. Also, if you get into a pickle, let's say your goggles fill up with water. Like you said earlier, you get a leg cramp. Something happens when you're in the middle of the water. Uh, you can hang on to that thing, and it will... It's not a life-saving device by any means, but um, I have used it. Just put it between my legs to adjust my, my goggles before, and it, it kept me fairly buoyant. I had to use just a little bit of balance and a little, a little kicking to stay buoyant, but it would certainly help. If you got yourself into a jam, you could hang on to that and get yourself to safety uh, much better than if you had nothing. Absolutely. So when I swim in open water, I get really nervous. I get really panicky. Uh, if anyone knows my story, the first time I got in open water prior to the 2018 games, I mean, this was six weeks before the games, I was 50 meters if that, into a 750-meter swim at Boulder Reservoir in Colorado, and I had a panic attack. I There was I, there was no way I was going to be swimming in that lake. Um, Full-blown, it's very common for people in open water as they're starting out to have a panic attack. It's just Absolutely. very scary. Yeah. So every year in particular, so I, I'm always going to wear a swim buoy if I'm by myself in the water, uh, but it, it, it makes me feel just that ounce of confidence knowing that if worse comes to worse, I do have something. And I'm, I'm always trying to stay safe in the water and always have someone out there with me anyway. Um, and if you do any kind of swimming in a group, there's always someone out there on a kayak that you could whistle down. There's always a bit of safety. And in competition, there's always safety. But the swim buoy, um, I will have a link in the show notes uh, if you need help finding this thing. They do sell them on Amazon. Uh, they're very inexpensive yes. and um, yep. just an absolute no-brainer, right? I'll have to share the picture of mine thanks to you. So. <laughs> Sounds good. When, that as well. when, are, yep. when is your first swim? When is the lake warm enough to swim in? Well, I've, I, I, have been doing, I have been doing a good job of swimming, uh, first at a uh, local high school indoor, and then this Saturday I got a session in at our outdoor pool okay um however lake erie still remains it's, it's too damn cold for me <laughs> um there's a, a few of us talking at the gym that we do want to get back into the lake and that's what we've done in the years past it's it's you know two miles away it's wide open lake and when you go there in the morning it's beautiful yeah. but it has to warm up a little bit more uh I'll probably be back in there in july wow so july we've got it well I, I, it was it, it was in the uh, low 60s, upper 50s. Yeah, no, thanks. For parts of the day. No, right thanks. I can't can't do that. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, in the future, I'll have to put a link in here when I'm like triathlon training. Um, I do have a wetsuit that I wear for triathlons. Um, and I'll just Good tease idea. this, that when you buy a wetsuit, you can buy wetsuits that, that cover all of your body or just part of your body. Um, I have one that's uh, more of a tank top on the top or sleeveless on the top, um, but it shows full length legs and I chose a slightly thicker neoprene on my legs um, because that makes you a bit more buoyant. Uh, buoyant. So if you have big old legs like a CrossFitter and you find yourself dragging in the water, if you have this wetsuit, um, it will actually cause your legs to float behind you with more buoyancy, which is going to put you in a much more horizontal position in the water. And you're going to feel like you're, you're swimming on a paddleboard. It is remarkable. And there is a thermal insulation effect as well. So this... This wetsuit was maybe a hundred dollars, maybe. So um, mm. that is something to keep in mind. Is if you 
if you did have to be training for the games and you needed to get into open Correct. water and you and the water's just too cold, a wetsuit could facilitate that. A wetsuit is also really nice. Um, during one of my open water swims, I had a friend join me uh, in Dallas and he had just bought that same wetsuit. It was his first time kind of getting in the open water uh, for an actual swim. So he wore his wetsuit and was just able to just glide across the water, get some experience in the wetsuit, even though the water was plenty warm. But it gave him just that little bit of confidence that he was getting in a really nice position. So it's, a, it's actually a nice device to learn how to swim in a good position by having your legs much more horizontal. It teaches you how to get your body in that position. So that's just that's Rather just free. Drag. Good idea. Yeah, yeah. Free advice there. It's it's really nice. If if anybody is listening and is interested in that, just shoot me a message. I'll send you a link to the website where I got my website, my uh, my wetsuit. That's what it's called. The wetsuit. All right. Excellent. <laughs> well, Rick, thank you. It's always fun to talk with you. Uh, this was a great episode. And um, we'll talk to you next week, of course. Likewise. Yep. Have a great week. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to Masters in Motion podcast. If you found this episode to be helpful, we'd be so grateful if you could take a moment to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. Your support helps us reach more listeners and grow our Masters community. Until next time, get bolder, not older. See you.